Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stars Exchange. And, well, do we have a lot to explain? I guess we do. Um, but, yeah, so this is our review of Obi-Wan episode 1 to 3, believe it or not. 1 to 3. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, Mike, how are you going today? I'm kind of tired, you know. We just came back <laughs> from Star Wars It has been a big couple of days, hasn't it? It has. And it, you and I have been hanging out for the past week. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of weird not being in the same room with you. But, I know. Uh, it's, it's really weird. I woke up this morning. I'm like, huh, Ari, Ari's not in that bed over me. Actually, there's only one bed in my room. But I was like, Ari's not here. So yeah. it's very weird. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going good. I'm like ready to live it up. Just so much yeah. to cover yeah. and talk about and experience. So yeah, I'm just, I'm doing great. I'm glad that we went to celebration and we did all that stuff too. And it's just, yeah. I'm, we did that. So yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely amazing. And Ari, you, where's your office? Where's your room? Where's, <laughs> where are you at? Okay, so I'm currently in a hotel lobby in downtown LA for a multitude of reasons <laughs> but uh I'm, uh I'm all good uh there's a few things to explain first of all you might if you're watching the youtube video you're probably wondering why do i look like a ghost why is my camera quality so bad well my mic not my my mic my webcam has actually found its way um to chicago um and mike's <laughs> holding it right now <laughs> because i um we put it in his bag one day for celebration and then it just got buried at the bottom of the bag and then we both just completely forgot about it. And then this morning I was like, where is my webcam? And then I text Mike and he had it. So, um, yeah, but as I said, I'm in a lobby, so you might see people walking around me, but nothing nothing stops the Styles Exchange hustle. We record um, anywhere, anytime. Um, we're always ready to go. And I actually am very excited to talk about Kenobi uh, today. But, yes. yeah, as Mike said, celebration so much stuff coming for that we've, we've still got you know a few podcasts to record on that um if, if you're a podcast only listener we did put out some youtube videos recorded live from celebration so go watch those in the meantime um but yeah the, sorry about the, the all the technical stuff but all that matters is we're both here to talk about kenobi so yeah i'm keen to get into it but before we do um talk about kenobi it's, i think it's just important for us to address the whole Moses Ingram, um, you know, thing that's been going on. Um, and we, Mike and I both just want to express our support for her. She's an awesome person. We both saw her at Celebration. She's fantastic. Um, and she's a terrific actor. Um, and if you've played any part in, in the racism that's come her way, you can turn off our show forever. We don't really want you here. So um, that's all we want to say. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, to, yeah. You know, um, it's kind of... I was almost like, I wasn't surprised, but it was like so gutting to to see and hear about. And I'm always just embarrassed to say that I'm a Star Wars fan because of stuff like this. It happened yeah. to Kelly Marie uh, Tran. It happened to um, past actors like uh, the actor for Jar Jar Binks, who I cannot remember right now at the top Ahmed of my head. Yeah, Ahmed Best. Yeah, Ahmed yeah. Best. Like it's it's just a recurring thing, and it's disgusting, and it's like. Ari, you know, we talked about this earlier um, off camera. You were like, it just felt like we were in a good corner for a second with Star Wars. Like, we, it just felt like we just, we were all in a, in a it, well, it, really, we were in a good peak right now where we're like just vibing with celebration and stuff like that. We were, and we are in a good space in the, on the community side, but it's like these, these, these things still happen and it's just disgusting. And yeah, as Ari said, if you're one of those people, if you look at race like that, um, just turn out just turn it off like don't don't even be here star wars is for everyone star wars is about diversity ari and i attended the high republic panel and the whole th they had like a whole segment where they just talked about why it's important for us to share our identities and and, and stuff like that on screen because then there's and also in literature because then there's able you know like me i get to relate to characters that that look like me like diego luna 
um, and, and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, even though I could relate to Ahsoka more, it's still great to see someone out there from my culture and being like, wow, that's amazing. Someone, someone from my background made it that big, that far, like that, you know how inspiring that is. So yeah, um, turn it off. Like I don't, don't even be part of the show for Obi-Wan. Ewan doesn't want you. Ewan put out a great message yesterday. And he says, uh, in, in his eyes, if, if you're racist, you're not a star Wars fan. So adios. See you later. But yeah, we support Moses and Graham. We uh, share your support. And we also recommend that you guys do the same. Post your support online for her and all that. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate that we have to be here talking about that. But it is what it is. And um, yeah, that's that's our that's our take on that. Definitely. Yep. Very well said. Um, but yeah, on to uh, the Kenobi talk. So three episodes have been out. We want to talk about all of them. Um, if, if you're sick of hearing about episodes one and two, um, we'll have timestamps where you can just skip to our discussion on episode three um, because we know, obviously, we're a bit late to the party on that. Once again, sorry about all the background noise. Hopefully, that's not too annoying for you guys. Um, but yeah, also, so yeah, first of all, spoiler warning for the whole Kenobi series, all three episodes. Um, but yeah, let's, I guess, just start with our overall thoughts for the first two episodes. Um, I'm going to go first because I just rewatched them, so I'm, I'm it's fresh on the mind. Um, but yeah, overall, this series... Um, but it's fantastic. Like I'm, I'm loving it. Um, it. It hasn't blown me away, but at the same time, I'm just nothing that they've done outside of maybe the Inquisitors. I've, I've disliked. I like everything that they're doing. Um, I just, yeah. I will talk more in depth, but overall, I'm, I'm feeling great about it. And of course, it's important to say, me and Mike did actually go to the premiere of uh, Kenobi at Celebration, which was a fantastic experience. We're going to talk about that on a separate podcast, just because we have a lot to break down. But um. That was yeah, that was a fantastic way to bear witness to the first two episodes. Um, but yeah, overall, really liking the series and and the first two episodes. I thought were just a very very solid, you know, start for where it's all going. And I think I'm glad they released the first two episodes, and I, I can see exactly why now. They wanted that that moment at the end of episode two to be like the thing you finish off on the first time you watch the series. So, right, yeah. Overall, I'm loving it, Mike. How about you, dude? Um the first two episodes i've only watched once i was going to try and watch on my plane but i knocked out um coming back but um we yeah we were invited to the premiere uh because we were given special wristbands when we attended the first panel of the day the lucasfilm showcase and we ended up just being there and ewan came out and it was like everyone here gets to come to the premiere so we got to watch with the actors and and crew's families and stuff and it was everything it was amazing the energy in the room was just to the roof um you know the first time you and uh appeared as obi-wan again crowd went crazy um so and there was all these moments that just happened that like i will for never i will like never forget and if i go back and watch the series i can tell you exactly what people are yelling and screaming about but um as for me the first two episodes it it felt like a movie like it just it, it was the production value and also just the um uh the way it's cut and i love that it's not episode one episode two it's part one part two it i love that i love that energy so much and it just all it all fits and flows together like for a second um i didn't we didn't even know um we were watching uh, part one and then we were like, well, are they going to play the credits for us or not? We didn't know if it went to part two. But even if, if at the start of part two, it just could have went in like seamlessly. Like it's just a continuing story. Um, you know, it's it, you're reading chapter per chapter. So I love this. Um, so, yeah, I, I think as Ari said, I think the only thing that I rolled my eyes at um, were the Inquisitors. Just because fifth, we'll get into this and in, to the discussion a bit. But fifth brother fell out of character for me. Like forget the whole um he doesn't even look like the fifth brother from rebels but he just he felt out of character grand inquisitor felt out of character at times and i just didn't really like the character at all um but i out of all the inquisitors again moses ingram is such a great actor she stood out and i was like vibing with her and very um attuned to what her story is and what what her motivation is behind obi-wan you know so yeah overall I had a really good experience with these. We wanted to do an editorial for you guys or just like a quick reaction, but we were both tired 
And um, we'll talk more more on the celebration stuff. Yeah. We got to get somewhere. Yeah, after <laughs> that, I was but... gonna say we had we had something to get to, and then I was so jet lagged. Anyway, that's a story for another time. That's a um, story for another time. But, but yeah, no. I, I I do really agree with what you're saying about the movie thing. It does really just feel like the whole series just feels like a movie. And I think mm-hmm. when all six parts are out, I'm so I, I'm so excited to, and I'm definitely going to just sit down and watch all of them. And because th- something else that I want to talk about is this really feels like a 3.5 in the Skywalker saga. You know, like this yes, feels like exactly. that, that middle point is if Revenge of the Sith could have a sequel, which obviously is a new hope, but if Revenge of the Sith could have a specific sequel, this series is exactly that. And I love it because for me personally, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie. So I'm like, I'm just loving seeing this like continuation of that story that everyone wants to see. It doesn't matter if Revenge of the Sith is your favorite or least favorite Star Wars movie. Everyone wants to see how this, this story goes forward. And, um, yeah, so I'm absolutely loving that. And um, I guess to dive into our big discussion on these first two episodes, I just think goes without saying, but Ewan McGregor, fantastic performance. Um, no one expected any any different because he is who he is. And this series is him just solidifying himself as the legend that he is in Star Wars, as in Ewan McGregor. Um, so <clears throat> I'm absolutely loved seeing, seeing him just, you know, do what he does best, and that is play Obi-Wan and... Um, you know, obviously, it's not the Obi Wan we know. He's not as jovial. While he does have, you know, a few funny moments here and there, he's he's just playing this like broken down man who is sort of just how I imagined he would be at this point of his life. So, um, I've really enjoyed seeing that. How have you enjoyed seeing Gilmore McGregor's performance and just like this new version of Obi Wan, who's like you know getting closer to that Alec Guinness type um, Obi Wan that we know from A New Hope. Um, one word to describe it would be miserable because it, the, Ewan McGregor is such a great actor that like I, he outsold his performance as a sulky man that I was just it was hitting me on every level possible um, sitting in the auditorium. You everyone was just like when Ewan was having these um, moments where he was just like either sad or something you heard people going oh or. Ooh, like it was just very, it, it was all the ahs and oohs. And it again, all because of Ewan. And he just, man, I just, there's a point, um, I cannot recall what scene specifically, but there's just a moment where he was just like sad. And, and it, I think the flat, the flashbacks to Revenge of the Sith had just happened or in the prequels, um, had just happened. And he was just like moving about in the cave and just sitting there after he also pleading for his master. I just yeah. wanted to cry. Like it was just that sad and seeing, yeah. um, you know, you and go from um, playing Obi-Wan and Revenge of the Sith to, you know, Obi-Wan in his prime to hitting absolutely rock bottom and not knowing where to go. It was just I it was just a great um, a, a great connecting piece to what was and what is now. And yeah, I'd seen seeing you in again and, and his playoff, which we'll get into uh, with Leia, is absolutely amazing. And that also goes to the Leia actor. So, but let's get into that though. Talk talk about Leia because she's a fundamental part of this series. And we, the internet had heard a lot, and us two specifically had heard some stuff about Leia being a part of it. But when it came around, I was, I was like, oh yeah, no way. I forgot they're doing this because as soon as I went to Alderaan, I was like, because you know you hear a lot of stuff, and a lot of it comes true, a lot of it doesn't. So, I really wasn't taking some of it with a grain of salt. I wasn't really sure, but then. About 20 minutes into the first episode, we shoot to Alderaan and Leia's there. And I think, yeah, as Mike was just saying, I I usually actually don't really like the the more childish characters. Like, I don't mind, like, those sort of teenage-type characters. But, um, I mean, I love Omega. You know, Ezra's obviously my favorite character. But um, I usually don't like these little kids. But I was, Leia is fantastic. The actor, um, I think don't know the full name but first name is vivian she actually came out at the premiere and got a huge round of applause which is awesome to see um she, her reaction was crazy she was yeah. just like yeah <laughs> it was it was unreal but she's a she's fantastic and with me and mike were talking about this she just feels exactly how leia should be at, at 10 years old like that's just exactly how i would have envisioned it and um, i know a lot of people think like you know it's annoying having a little kid um run around in the show but I think it's great, and um, and I've never felt so much like oh, like she is Padme's daughter, you know, like she's Padme's daughter who's been raised by Bell Organa. You just can feel it so much, and mm-hmm. um, I've I've loved 
what they've done with her in the series. Even though it went, it, when it first came, she first came in, I was like, oof, not sure about this. But by the end of the first episode, I was well and truly on board. And uh, three episodes in, I'm still loving um, everything they're doing with her. And um, oh man, some of the interactions that her and her and Obi Wan have are just fantastic. Especially, um, you know, talking, especially one of the most recent episodes which we get to. But um, yeah, loving that. But how are you feeling about Leia in this whole series? Yeah, I absolutely. I absolutely love Leia. Um, same as you, I was, I forgot, we were told this, right? Um, you and I were told this uh, months back, forgot it was even a thing. And then it popped up and like, oh yeah, they were right about that. Um, I I mean, what greater way to draw Obi-Wan out from hiding than, than doing this? Um, you know, uh, Reva is resourceful and she was able to go into the archives and who was one of Obi-Wan's good friends and Bail Organa's there and, you know, let's steal his daughter and let's bring him out of hiding. Um, that which which I thought was great, and and the way Bear Organa played into it all was amazing. But for me, the the act the actor was just so lovable and also so for some reason the the way the the character was written as well, young Leia, like she even though she's like ten years old or whatnot, the amount of hope that you get and energy you get off from just viewing her performance on screen is just like oh man. It feels like I am watching a grown Leia at, at points. And it's like, oh, man, like, this is so good. She leaves you in awe and hope and also just wanting to feel better about yourself. So it's like, oh, even Obi-Wan was just, like, very pessimistic about things and whatnot. And he was just turn to look at her and be like, I know, you're, like, so much like your mother. But, you know, it's uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving this Leia story. I wonder if, it, if this will stretch on to all the way up to the finale. I'm not sure how I would feel about that, but right now, absolutely loving what they're doing. And um, um, another point was some people had a problem with uh, Leia running around and it feeling like home alone with the thugs trying to chase her and them getting hit by tree branches. I'm like, guys, it's just it's Star Wars fun. This isn't this isn't supposed to be like something super serious. Like it's Star Wars. Have you seen the Clone Wars? Have you seen Rebels? Have you seen A New Hope? Like, come on. It, it just felt like it was good Star Wars spirit fun um and, and i mean it it was just as goofy as stormtroopers missing so um i had no problems with anything like that and yeah i i love leia and i love that there was also like a realistic um take as to like a kid's not just gonna follow a stranger around just because we all know it's obi-wan she didn't know it was obi-wan right she was like oh it's just a stranger that i'm supposed yeah, to trust exactly but they actually yeah. gave her conflict to be like wait you're the guy that they're chasing wait so they're just using me as bait like when she put it all together i'm like this is exactly how leia i mean this is yeah. exactly a, what a young leia would do yeah so well, when I, I, when it, I, yeah when i was re-watching it i, I realized it actually would have been weird if she just like didn't question what was going on right like it actually makes a it, it speaks volume to lex like well she's actually smart she's not just gonna fall for anything and even though yeah, she she should have just believed him, but I mean, no, she shouldn't have just believed him. It was just right. some old man that she she's never seen before who says he's a friend of you know a friend of his uh, her dad. So it's just like right. you know, my parents always told me as kids like never get into a stranger's car even if they claim to know us. Like just never <laughs> exactly. do that. So I'm like, Leia's just looking out for herself as she as she should. So as she should. Good on Leia. And also speaking of Bail Organa, shout out to Jimmy Smith. Holy oh. holy. What a performance, and how good is he? How good is he, and how good is Bale? Um, yeah, just want to shout he, that out. He looks he looks older in this than he does in Rogue One, <laughs> um, but but um, you know, there's a, the aging technology out in Star Wars. I'm sure he got on the back of the tank a couple times, but um, yeah. dude, Bale Organa was absolutely amazing in here, and uh, Jimmy Smith also came out on stage afterwards. And we took we all took videos and pictures, but you know we couldn't post it online because then it'd be a spoiler. But we were all taking pictures, and Jimmy Smith's just—I love the man. He's always down to come back to Star Wars and and play and and Bergana, Like I said, it was also cool seeing um, that relationship um, with Obi. Like I just at, after you know you called this uh, Star Wars three point five um, episode three point five. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching um, the latest episode. I was like. There's so much like prequel continuation in here, and there's also just like a lot of connections um, that are building towards original the original trilogy. Like some people call Rogue One 3.5, and I'm like, no, that's like episode uh, 3.9, 3.9 or whatnot, or you know. But um, no, this is absolutely 
uh, episode 3.5, you get, uh, you know, Obi-Wan and, and Bargana's a friendship continuation through this and seeing, seeing um, Bargana trying to move a very heavy rock that is Obi-Wan was very, very, um, how would you say it? Like it was, it was fascinating the way Bargana was like, you're the only guy we trust. You know, he played that card. He played that card, right? You know, only, you know, which this child means and how special and important she is. And then Obi-Wan was like, you're right. You're right. So, um, no, Bay Organa, so awesome to see him back. And and Brea, even though she's played by uh, a different actress, she is awesome. I, I've just never liked Brea as much. I mean, she's yeah, never really been in anything. Yeah. But she was awesome, and I love those. I was telling Ari about this. Or no, was it my brother? Forgot who. Um, but I was like, dude, I just love all the Alderaan stuff. Like, I'm just l- eating it up. Um, so it's finally great that we get to be there in live action, like actually a moving functioning facility or a, a place, I should say. But yeah, Bergana, yeah. Leia, the whole Organa family, just mm, uh, just all goodness from you. No, I'm with you. I'm with the older on stuff as well. That even that even adds to the 3.5 conversation because it's right. like, well, now it's like in a new hope. It's, it's so much more impactful when older on blows up because it's like, oh, no, like we know that planet. Um, anyway, um, some, some, something else I want to talk about, we touched on earlier, but probably the only real issue I actually have with this series is the Inquisitors. And it's only like, I think Rev is good. Like as a character, she really plays her part in the series. Like, I think people have said, oh, she's annoying whatnot. It's, I think she's meant to be like that. Like she's the underdog who's also a villain trying to work her way up the ranks. Like she's meant to kind of annoy you that if, if she's annoying you, then, uh, Moses Ingram is doing a great job. Um, playing that character which she is um but the grand inquisitor man i just i'm not not loving what's going on there it feels very out of character from rebels um uh, and a lot of it's not really rupert friend's fault because like he doesn't control the appearance and he he can't you know modify his voice to sound exactly like jason isaacs but yeah it's uh, it's frustrating how you know out of balance that sort of feels and it's the exact same with the fifth brother um and even just just getting rid of the whole conversation of like they feel out of character from rebels i just don't think they're very good characters in the series i just don't think yeah i don't know it's i don't want to be overly critical of it um but yeah i don't know if we'll even see the grand inquisitor again just to mention that the whole fake up thing people worried that'll be retcon don't be worried yet i just it's so unlikely they'll do that in fact it's almost a zero percent chance they'll do that at some point in the next three episodes, they'll they'll mention like, oh, the Grand Inquisitor, yeah, he's, he's in a coma or whatever it is. And I wouldn't um, worry about it. If it does come to be that that is the case, we'll worry about it then. But it's so unlikely yeah. that it's not worth the energy. But yeah, what, I, what do you think of all this Inquisitor stuff? Inquisitors, um, I would say, yeah, besides uh, not feeling in tune with their characters that are in Rebels uh, or interpretations, I guess, um, Dude, I they're just not threatening. Fifth brother looks goofy uh, when he comes up uh, into crowds. They're just all st- like staring. Like he's not a threatening force. Neither is Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor it just feels like the circus is in town. The only one that has been like threatening to me b- before, and it's because of her uh, fiery nature, and that happens to be the third sister, also known as Reva. Right? I think that uh, Moses has played her really well, and has been the threatening force here besides well you know we'll get to it in a little bit but she has been the the absolutely uh, menace here and just because she's she's uh, a lot less tame than than her than her counterparts um in terms of the fake out i joked on this very podcast when the trailer dropped i think um uh, i said i told ari yo um i was holding my grand inquisitor i'm pretty sure and i was like what if they kill him off and 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 Ari's like, no, stop. We're stopping the conversation there. We're not continuing it. And then we were both in the theater when that happened. And um Ari had we weren't we weren't sitting each other to each other um next to each other anymore. But I <laughs> another was another story for the podcast. Another story for the podcast. But yeah. um we were for uh, the first episode, but then not the second half of the second episode. Right. So I w- I wanted to turn to you and be like, whoa, but yeah, it was it was just totally not expected and not sure where they're gonna go with that. I mean, um, just I don't know. It just felt like a yeah, it felt like a fake out to me. But there was this one shot where they just like 
hovered over his body for a bit too long, but I'm I'm curious as to what they'll do. If it's a retcon, we live we just live another we live to find another. Let's just day, talk but... about that when the time comes. Yeah, let's I, just, I don't exactly. think it's gonna happen. It's not no, worth no. I think about. I think we're okay, and I think what what's great is I don't see a lot of people talking about it too much. That's because the story is is really good, and we're focused on that. If the story wasn't good, we'd be like the conversation would just be about the inquisitor but we're too focused on obi-wan and and, yeah, and what's exactly. going on so yeah exactly. i don't really care right now the time will come but i'm the, put your mind today's we'll be fine probably we'll be fine everyone we'll um, be fine. ride the ship but uh yeah some other little things i want to mention this is just really random but i love um obi-wan's eop i just love that that's like the one the, that's like the only thing obi-wan cares right now is like making sure that his eop gets his little piece of meat every day and all that i find that cute um but uh uncle owen i mean i'm just not I, honestly a lot of his scenes were sort of already revealed in uh in the trailers and whatnot um but yeah fantastic uh oh my god the actor's name is slipping my mind again um, um joe edgerton yeah joe edgerton fantastic job not the no surprises there. <laughs> exactly um and then, yeah, also Dayu, cool planet. Once again, saw a lot of it in the trailers. So uh, the, the planet we saw in this most recent episode, we didn't see a lot of Anyway, sorry, my brain's just ticking away here thinking about all the possibilities. But Dayu, very cool. Quite. Uh, I was talking to Mike about this before the podcast. I'm actually in LA right now, walking around the streets last night. I was like, damn, I feel like I'm in Dayu right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I no, love that planet and a character from that planet, Hudge, I believe his name is. Once again, forget the actor's name. We're not the most well-prepared today as we usually are. Um, but uh, yeah, thought that was a very interesting character, something I wasn't expecting from Obi-Wan and brought a bit of life to an otherwise sort of dire episode because oh, right. like, Obi-Wan is like, not that that's a bad thing just because he's obviously quite depressed <laughs> right now and there was a bit of lightheartedness there. So I yes. thought that was cool. What do you think of the new character? love the new character and I, I i felt like it was like it's always nice to get goofy characters like that in star wars because um i did feel like um i just needed to take like a, a like you know a little second to laugh out of the like ominous feeling that we were in and you know sometimes people like that and sometimes they don't like it when they're taken out but i was like oh cool a little bit of fun right now and i love that he did a whole shtick with um we had like uh magnets and he was just using the force and seeing obi-wan counter that it felt to me like we were back in clone wars and it was hondo versus obi-wan so i love that they brought that kind of to live action so i was like vibing with it i mean ari and i have grown up with uh clone wars and rebels as we were kids so when these things happen we're kind of desensitized to just the goofiness is like oh that's funny that's cool it's a little it's a little moment to take us out of uh it's a little humor relief you know and other people get upset about it but i thought it was great and it didn't feel like he was just there just because, I mean, even in the third episode, we were still dealing with how he helped Obi-Wan and stuff like that. So, um, no, I love the character, love Dayu. Um, the setting was really cool and, and nice and different. Um, and, yeah, I, I love that he how, can, how he played his role into the story. And I want to learn more about him. Yeah, got to yeah, say. Definitely. And um, can so I mention something one? else to add? Yeah, go yeah. for it. So, um, I remember I was talking to Star Wars dude because he was also in attendance with us and and our and our friend Davis who who helped us uh, do ed the editorials over Star Wars Celebration. Shout out Davis. Uh, shout out Davis. Um, but we're I, was, I think I'll say next to True and he um we were you know talking amongst ourselves throughout the kind of the premiere just like oh my god look at that cool cool and he had mentioned um that he was like well how did Obi Wan remember or whatever that Anakin was a pilot or whatever why is Obi-Wan seeing that Anakin was a pilot during the Battle of Naboo. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that Obi-Wan never, I mean, why would Obi-Wan be seeing that Obi-Wan was on the ground fighting Maul? So it's like, what does that have to do with anything? However, I was like, okay, maybe I just want to point this out because I thought it was cool. And I did see some other chat about it being like, why did Obi-Wan see that? You know, uh, but I thought what I thought was cool was the parallel of, of you know, the flashback showing Obi-Wan, the anakin as a kid piloting a ship right and then later on when obi-wan is overseeing um the homes the lars homestead there's anakin doing the same thing as anakin and he was just you know the one the shot we see in the trailer where he has his like goggles on and he's just like pretending to pilot a ship people thought it was a speed or a pod racer 
but what the show was show, what the show was intending you to see was um the symbolism of Anakin flying the ship as a young boy and now Luke and now Obi-Wan seeing that being like wow um I gotta really train this boy and then later we have that see that encounter uh that rough encounter between Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen and um yeah it was I, I thought it was just like a, a little nice thread that they put in there and I was like wow they do they do really know their stuff because it was ballsy to put that in there because then you would have comments and reactionary like why is Obi-Wan seeing a young Anakin like that? He wasn't even there. Um, he was down in the ground fighting Maul. But then it's just about that symbolism and parallels there. So I thought that was beautiful. And I wanted to harp on that for a second, just because it moved me um, in a way while I was, when I was watching it. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, final thing I want to touch on was I find it interesting. Well, not interesting, but just like, it just adds to that whole like, oh, Obi-Wan is not who he once was narrative with like, the, there's the Jedi wandering around. I wonder what his whole story is. And Obi-Wan pretty much just lets him die. <laughs> so, yep. Because, um, but yeah, I, I think there's a close connection between Reva, that Jedi, and the younglings that we see in that initial flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all that stuff is going to start to play into um, the overall nar- narrative because even in this most recent uh episode the whole stuff with like smuggling younglings and all that sort of stuff so um we'll see what happens with that but yeah um also shout out to still saunders someone we were t- had a good chat to at celebration he actually appeared in one of the episodes so <laughs> good on him but yeah always always love to see star wars rewarding their fans and content creators by putting them into content um but the final thing uh we want to touch on from these last two episodes was that final scene that was the most that was the biggest reaction from the whole crowd tell us about it mike man this is this this is one of the moments i'm talking about about ewan's performance because it was just narration over over his face he is such a good actor that his face just made you want to cry that's how good his acting was i mean you had uh revel in the background being like revealing the truth to obi-wan and ewan was just oh just his face was everything just in a in a in a state of shock, dismay, disbelief, sadness, all it killed everyone in the auditorium. Literally, everyone was like, "Oh!" It was just the biggest like kind of gasp that you could ever hear, possibly hear. And we all got to gasp alongside Obi Wan himself, that was in the front row, you and McGregor. So that was insane. And yeah, I just was overcome with emotion at that point. I was like, "Oh man, that is just." We all knew we were gonna get that scene, and um, oh, like. Uh, maybe two weeks ago now um i it was just great getting this confirmation ari because we've also talked in the podcast about possibly getting a scene like this and two weeks ago on instagram i posted like i cannot wait to get a scene where vader and obi-wan well at least on the other side obi-wan discovers that anakin is alive because there's enough dialogue in a new hope and and whatnot that you could tweak and be like well he didn't really know that anakin was vader whatnot or vader was still out there um, so yeah, that was, it just hit all the right strings. Um, it, it did its purpose. The audience went freaking nuts. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, um, as much as I love those two episodes and, and they, I think they had great scenes that one just hit the most. And yeah, I, it just hit every, every, every beat, but Ari, um, while we were not sitting next to each other, I didn't get to really <laughs> hear your reaction to this. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, no, I was, as the whole room was, I was just going off. I, I It was something like, oh, no way. Or like, I can't even remember. But, um, yeah, no, great moment in the crowd. And what, what an awesome moment to, to have on, on the Star Wars screen. You know, like, I definitely, we everyone talked about wanting to see it. But um, finally, we actually got to see it. And it was everything I hoped it would be. And, yeah, the performances were fantastic. But moving on to episode three now so um yeah the episode that just came out excited to talk about this one watched it twice this morning um starts off with vader suiting up um sort of continuing straight straight away off that last episode and then um yeah mike what, what were your overall thoughts though on this episode i've only seen it once um but yeah this was i'm so relieved and so pleased that all at once i mean I was really hoping that this, because um, I don't actually think that this is the, excuse me, I don't think this is the rematch that they're talking about. I think they're going to have a proper rematch. This was just, this was brutal. Um, I think this entire episode was um, just brutal. You got 
uh, I mean, Leia and Obi-Wan talking on, on the, on the way to the one checkpoint. And it was just really sad hearing Leia just come to these conclusions. And she, you know, as we were talking about earlier, Leia's resourceful and that was showing again here. Um, but yeah, this, I, I love this episode so much. Um, I think it's my favorite of the ones released so far, or I should say parts. Um, but dude, um, oh, it was just brutal, sad. I wonder how this experience would have been watching it with that live audience. That would have been insane. I think the the roof just would have came off with everyone screaming and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, I've just seen it once and I thought it was good. I love that they're advancing a lot of more things with with the inquisitors and the in the rivalry um one thing that i wish it did was um what was what was that there was one point that i thought maybe was it one of the i'll think about it but yeah overall i think this is my favorite episode so far and so far i think everyone's loving it but you've seen it twice uh what was your reaction like yeah once again apologies for the background noise doing the best we can here. well he's in a cantina um, right now so it's all good <laughs> pretty it's pretty the uh, well, first of all, I do definitely agree with you. This is definitely not the official rematch or whatever. Like, I'm sure they'll, um, they're definitely going to meet again. But um, yeah, overall, love this episode. Probably the strongest part so far, potentially. Not too sure. It all kind of feels like one movie, as we were saying. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, no, loved everything this part did. Uh, the rematch was fantastic. Um, even the planet people were saying it felt fan filmy, and I, I get that. Like, I definitely felt that in that in that Boba episode back uh, in Mando season two, but um, I honestly didn't feel that for whatever reason. So I actually quite liked the whole setting. Um, Leia and Obi Wan once again on point. Um, the rematch I thought was great. Like it felt um, felt like very subtle. Like it didn't feel like it was just this crazy. Like um, it just didn't. It didn't be what it wanted to be. It just was what it should be. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was very just, um, like yeah. Obi Wan wasn't like, you know, running around doing flips. Even though we we love, you know, love that from the prequels. It was like he was, he was like yeah. He was just defending himself. He was running away. He wasn't trying to like really fight back in any strong way. And Vader was no. just trying to make him suffer pretty much. <laughs> like so, um, yeah. But a, a lot of good stuff from this. I think the first thing that I thought got a big sort of reaction out of me was when. Obi-Wan is just sort of talking to Leia and then on his conscious Anakin just like pops up and we actually see Hayden Christensen's face properly for the first time um, in the series besides the prequel flashbacks, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that? That desert mirage? I was like, well, I, I knew we'd get one at one point and here it is. Um, it, it was insane actually seeing uh, Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. And I do, um, I'm still holding out hope that the flashbacks that uh, UNTs um, that we'll see, we'll we'll get them soon as, you know, but yeah, I was, ooh, I, <laughs> I was just expecting them to go through the desert and try to figure out what they're doing. Luckily, we're not tattooing, right? But like, I, I don't know, I thank was like, God. okay, thank God for that. But once we saw Hayden, I was like, oh no, like I just, oh, my, my soul just dropped and I was like, oh, and he's like, we gotta go. And so he was getting all these signs and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it was great seeing Hayden again. And this whole, oh man, I cannot just get over this whole episode. I got to watch it again like you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think also something interesting that happened in the episode was like the sort of the guy who, um, you know, was like sort of like the, uh, showing like a lot of Imperial propaganda. Like he had the Imperial flag on his little Freck. speedo. And yeah, Freck, he was... Um, he was friends with the stormtroopers. He was, oh, you know, nothing wrong with the, you know, good people, uh, you know, like the Empire, nothing wrong with a bit of order. I just, I love that, uh, that they showed that perspective almost because it was like in, you know, in this sort of era where so you either are Imperial, like you're a stormtrooper or an officer or whatever you are, or you're a rebel and you fight against it, or you're just someone who doesn't like them. But you rarely see someone who's like, yeah, the Empire is great. Like, you know, nothing wrong with it. So I like that they are they showed what it's like to be on that other side of the perspective. So just was, thought that was interesting. And it's definitely something I didn't expect to see in an Obi-Wan series. That's for sure. No, I didn't either. And it was very symbolic of, of some of America today. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I thought, it, I thought it was, uh, it, it was a little jab and I thought it was funny, but yeah, Freck, I loved him at first and was like, Oh, here's like uh he reminded me of Prav from Jedi Fallen Order. 
um for for a second i was like oh there's this there's this friendly dude trying to help out others i'm like nice nice we're gonna go to farm town and man that twist i was just like oh man but as soon as he got in the vehicle and he saw the imperial logo oh that that was that was hard and and then all these stormtroopers are friends with him and stuff and i was like oh no and the whole questioning of obi-wan as well while they were on the ride being like that's a weird story or were yeah man and yeah so yeah freck not a guy to be trusted yeah um and then something else i want to talk about from the episode which was one of the biggest moments of it actually is potentially my like the thing that has almost blown me away the most which probably isn't a good sign because it's almost like on that cameo level but the quinlan boss stuff people who listen to the podcast probably know i love quinlan boss and bam he was confirmed he's alive at this time he's been alive for the last 10 years we've kind of known that he survived order 66 unofficially but it's confirmed he's 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 like almost an active jedi or force user whatever he's doing they they said he's smuggling younglings so he's involved in that story but quinlan boss is alive and uh, it's been killing me what where has the quinlan boss stuff been for the last like eight years you know and i'm like man they must have been saving it for this because if he maybe he'll play a role in this series who knows but oh god love love what they've done with it i don't know if he'll in the series i almost don't want him to be because i feel like if he is they're going to kill him off and i don't want them to kill him off i want him to have his own story but um and even people have been talking like he could be in bad batch season two i now, was about to I say that yeah. yeah i also think would be great because we've already seen gungi a youngling in that story and boss is supposedly smuggling younglings so um man i just endless possibilities there it almost feels very unrelated to obi-wan like i feel like i could talk about this at a nauseam you know separate to obi-wan just the fact that it's confirmed that he's alive and that has me very excited i'm sure you as well mike but yeah, yeah quinlan voss is alive quinlan voss does is that alive. have you stoked heck yeah um and actually we got confirmation that he survived order 66 in the charles soul comic um that was very vague though we weren't like 100 percent sure it was a list of possible jedi survivors oh right I, yeah i mean i took it as like yeah the i'm like he's alive come on y'all he's alive um and so who that was uh not, it was cool seeing or hearing uh you and mcgregor wants to say uh actually because in, in revenge of the sith in revenge of the sith he only says master boss now he says quinlan and i'm like oh yeah that's awesome knowing that they have um i love that they acknowledged their friendship from you know from other material like clone wars and the dark horse comics so i appreciated that nod um from deborah and company i was like yes and yeah, I, I knew the man's out there living, but it's cool to hear official confirmation. And as you said, um, he could always appear in Bad Bad Season 2. Um, and I'd, I'd personally love that. That would be sick. Um, if he appears in here, um, I mean, this is called the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So I feel like, you know, for Book of Boba Fett, I kind of wanted to, the way they approach, I wanted to talk about like aspects of his life, you know, maybe, you know, just reach all those corners. But maybe here it's like Quinn then comes back for an episode to help Obi-Wan, you know, go from point a to point b i think that would be cool because that seems like he's just hiding through the shadows right now trying to get by trying to get leia back to alderaan so if 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 quinlan you know or if he's too busy out there taking care of the kids awesome but yeah it's just cool hearing quinlan survive and um these tunnels i thought there's i thought this episode was a lot of uh another like round of just like let's do a whole bunch of symbolism and these tunnels, as uh, a lot of my American friends know, probably reminded you of the Harriet Tubman uh, while slavery was going on in America. And the way that Harriet Tubman would take slaves and sneak them through tunnels and all the way across the country and get them to safety um, to escape slaves. So I was like, I love that um, they were paying like homage to to that concept and, and you know, making it um, out there for those that are not in it with american history and i was like yeah that's awesome like that's cool i mean obviously different context and this is just fantasy and fictional but it's like that that actually happened where there was um harriet you know someone like quinlan Vos, but it was harriet tubman taking all the escaped slaves and moving them up to the north and and giving them freedom and stuff and i was like wow that that's awesome so once again history or star wars taking a crack for a, a you know taking a page out of history of the history books and, and lending it onto the big screen. So I was like enamored by that. I was like, this is beautiful. So um, the Quinlan stuff, the tunnel stuff, amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, we'll, I'm, we're probably every new project that comes out now, on, and when we talk about it on the podcast, we'll probably be saying, "Oh, I wonder if Quinlan Vos could be in this." Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, the the fight that they had that that was probably the biggest. I mean, that was definitely the biggest moment of the episode, potentially the series so far. Uh, I sort of already talked about what I thought, but what did you think of that that whole sort of just sequence, how it unfolded? What did you think? Brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, and I felt like the entire time Vader was just toying with him. Um, I mean, Vader in that state again. Obi Wan was dismayed, distraught. Uh, probably hadn't eaten for days and stuff, and he's just like wandering around. And uh, the whole tension leading up to that too was insane. With Vader walking down, that was a. You thought the Vader hallway scene was cool and scary? No, uh, from Rogue One. I think it is. It now it's this one where he's walking and just pulling people out and choking them. I, I was actually terrified and I was mortified for a second was like, wow, this is actually in a star Wars show. Like this is actually very creepy. So I think the show is very balanced of like those kitty moments with Leia running from the strangers and then, or from the uh, uh, smugglers, what thieves, whatever uh, bounty for hire. And then you have Vader walking down, just choking innocence. And that was very brutal. Um, but having, you know, him, the way the rock spilled out or whatever that um, substance was, and then him igniting it with his lightsaber and then pulling Obi-Wan and kind of be like, now you will suffer as I have suffered and pulling him into the flame. That was insane. I was like, I would have never pictured something like this. I just expected a flashy lightsaber battle, but this was, this had substance to the emotion. You know, it wasn't just like, Oh, let's just do something crazy, crazy, wicked, cool. This was actually, I, I prefer this than any, like, you know, that recreation hallways fight scene from And You Hope that, you know, everyone's probably seen at this point. This was insane, insanely good, insanely good. And and you just, and there was a moment where Darth Vader, I love these homages to the sequels. Vader's just looking and it looked like Kylo Ren um, at the, at the, when they landed at Taco Donna. Uh, in force awakens and he was just looking through the fire and that's how vader was and they look so clean and vader, vader easily could have like used the force to hold obi-wan back or jump over the flames and he had put out the flames before he had put them out but then he could have done it this time he didn't and he just let obi-wan wander off so i wonder what the plan is what the game plan is for vader very intrigued um damn dude this i mean this this was an emotional mess for me but also this is it was very um to the point where I'm like, oh man, I can't watch Obi Wan being burned alive like this, and he even like took him out of the fire so he could um so he could suffer more later. And I was just like, oh oh, so what an epic fight. Um, like I said, I think the real match is coming later, and I'm glad they didn't wait till the like. I I'm glad they didn't wait till the very last episode for them to meet up. Um, I'm glad that they didn't take that approach. So. I don't. I need to watch it again just because I was so like, what is going on right now? Um, yeah, very frightening, very scary. I think this is the scariest we've ever seen Vader like ever. So there's my take. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you, what you said, substance to the emotion. That that's exactly how I feel. Like it was. This was like just one of the most perfectly directed. Again, shout out to Deborah Chow. She's directed all three episodes so oh. far. One of she, the direct, most, she directs all of them. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, she like she just directed this perfectly, and um, I just yeah, I can't really add much more. But I agree with what Mike said, and yeah, great, great stuff. And there's definitely more to come. So yeah, and yeah, the burning, I just there's part of me almost thought like because if you showed a picture of like Obi Wan now and Obi Wan in ten years, you'd be like, no way he aged that much. Maybe like him getting burnt is the reason he like ages so rapidly. Like. I don't know why, but that's just like what I was thinking about when oh, that's a good point. Like, it's like, are they gonna? Is that what they're doing? I, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I I like that Vader's reaction is like, I'm just gonna kill him straight away. It's like, you know what? Like, you made me suffer. I'm gonna make you suffer because that is like the nature of the dark side right there, you know. And it's like, it's almost just showing. Not that we need any any more evidence, but like, Anakin is is Vader. You know, he's Ooh. he's so far down the dark side. Yo, you up? know what you're reminding me of? When Obi Wan's like, "How could you do this?" or "What? How, what have you become?" and Vader's like, "What you've made me." Oh, that was. Mm, I don't know the direct quote, 
but that hit right into the heart. Yeah. And there's, oh man, that was, this man, Revenge of the Sith, like, there's so much good and emotional stuff in there. And the fact that they're now just drawing out the emotion and showing you the aftermath of it. Oh, and they're doing such a perfect job at, at conveying of what Vader and Obi-Wan were and yeah. what they are now. And, and seeing mm-hmm. just Obi-Wan just in shock from episode at the end of episode or part two to hear him, him being actually feeling the pain now physically, man, what, what a show, what a show so far. Oh man. I, Oh, Vader, Vader. What, what does Vader have in plan? We don't know. Or, you know what I want to talk to you about the inquisitors again, uh, but from a different angle. Um, So I think that the, so this episode was definitely my favorite with the Inquisitors because the Grand Inquisitor is not around. And Fifth Brother, actually, I'm enjoying the Fifth Brother um, a, a lot more than I did the past two episodes. He felt a little bit more in character just because uh, he's actually trying to out, um, you know, outmatch the uh, third sister. But one of the things that I thought Rebels, I've said this on the pod before, but um I love that Rebels introduced the Inquisitors to canon, and then we just so slowly been world building with them. You know, in the next season, we found out that the Grand Inquisitor wasn't the only Inquisitor. There, he was actually, or he, he was just called the Inquisitor, and then he became the Grand Inquisitor in season two. And then we were like, oh, there's more of them out there, and it's like, ooh, ominous, mysterious, cool. Let's do this. Um, but you, you just didn't really get to know really the hierarchy of things like that. We got some dialogue exchanges between the fifth brother to seventh sister uh, in a way where fifth brother was kind of almost challenging the seventh sister. And it's like, how does that work? What's the hierarchy? And, and finally, in this episode, they let us know that they are competing for that. And it was always alluded to in Rebels. But here they finally let us know, actually that um, they're competing for this dog top dog um, part, you know, uh, spot um, uh, to be the grand inquisitor to get that title. So I thought that was very interesting. And um, I, yeah, I love that there's a rivalry between them um, in terms of like, Oh, let's see who gets to sit next to Vader and, and fifth brother and, and Reva have a, um, uh, Oh, here, actually I got a quote from Reva. She says to fifth brother, you want to take the credit? You go right ahead. But we both know how who will be standing by his side when this is over. And it the irony here is, listen, listen, girl. You could you could totally win that spot. You could win that spot next to Vader. But once all the Jedi are eliminated, once you've uh, outlived your purpose, <laughs> slash to the back, you're dead. You know. Um, so yeah, I just love how this show. Even though I'm not vibing with you know some of the Inquisitors. I love that the show is like totally expanding on on the little cult that they have, and yeah, I was like, man, this it was just a cool moment for me because I was like, yeah, they finally confirmed what they're doing here. Um, so yeah, I just uh, did you did you do you like the Inquisitor hierarchy? Do you think the Grand Inquisitor won't come back to like the last episode? Because I feel like they might draw this like rivalry out while the Grand. I I genuinely think they killed off the Grand Inquisitor right now, so they could go on this thing about. Oh, we're gonna fight for the top spot and they're gonna compete against each other in different ways fifth brother and the third sister that is and the, and the fourth sister but they're focusing on more on the other two but do you think the grand inquisitor might come back later um uh, just because they want to draw this out what do you think about the whole barbary thing yeah i think they're gonna use i think they I, and i hope they use the inquisitor as sort of like um like almost like a timer like you know confirming yeah he's alive and he'll be ready at this time, like one of the other Inquisitors wanting to take his place before he can take his place back, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but yeah, no, I agree with what you said. I, I prefer much preferred the Inquisitors in the third episode, probably because Grand Inquisitor wasn't there. Fifth Brother felt a little better, um, even still, though, still not loving it, but definitely felt a little better. Yeah. Um, also, to touch on something you said before, the, the, the I am what you made me quote, fantastic, always makes me just like think of back to clone wars and like all just almost like just starting up a montage in my head like uh in those sorts of moments which makes me think like are we going to see those flashbacks i think we will eventually but um yeah because i think now that they've set it up it's almost like we will see like you know how why like how and why does vader or anakin believe that obi-wan is what he made him and all that stuff so 
yeah, hoping to see some flashbacks sometime soon for sure because I would love to see Hayden Christensen back in that prequel era. Same as Ewan. But um, yeah, do you have any other things you want to touch on from the episode before we wrap up? Um, Vader's Castle, amazing. We Definitely. finally get to see Vader's Castle again. No thanks yeah. to Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> uh, the pincers coming down uh, to assemble Vader as Obi Wan was was thinking chills spine tingling um just seeing vader suit up and and then in the background you hear um obi-wan saying um what do you say uh help me master qui-gon give me strength and then he goes he's coming master what is going on i am so excited um for i mean he's coming master i guess that was when vader you know he knew that anakin or vader was going to be after him now so he knew what he had to do to draw off the attention from leia Oh yeah, now the third sister is in custody of Leia, so I'm curious to where everything's gonna go. Um, the score was very excellent. I thought uh, there was when it was like Vader on, on Mustafar, it just sounded like the score just sounded like things were crashing against each other and like just very uh, thunderous. And I was like, yeah, this is a great representation of what's going on with Vader. Um, also, let's see. Oh yeah, the when they sent out the probe droids, it, you had that same sound effect and visual imagery of the Genosian uh, factory, droid factory from Attack of the Clones. I uh, love that. The Obi-Wan and Leia duo was amazing. And the fact that they were disguising as, as father and daughter was uh, just hit all the heartstrings because if anything had happened to Anakin, of course, he would want Obi-Wan to watch over his kids, which, I mean, look at what happened. But that, that, that hit all the right spots. And um, Leia being like, you knew my mother, didn't you? Oh man, I, I just wanted to sob this morning. I you know I woke up tired from you know my little my little excursion to L.A. and Anaheim, and I'm just coming back and you know kind of just derailing from the happiness and being like, wow, that was everything. And then I just want to cry in the morning, being like, I didn't haven't even had breakfast yet, and I want to cry. Um, and then, <laughs> um, yeah, then I like I said, Frack Frack was just amazing. Love Frack and. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, that there's just a lot of moments in here that I have to go back and and rewatch. But um, as what I was saying earlier about Qui Gon, I wonder. I I mean, we all know Qui Gon. Ari, actually, let's talk about this for a second before we wrap up. Qui Gon, right? We covered this on this on the pod one time. We said uh, we reported that Liam Neeson was like, nope, my I'm more built for the movies, not for the small screens. And then guess what, Ari? Over the past weekend, we were sitting through Star Wars Jedi Tales and Liam Neeson gets announced to play a young Qui-Gon. And it's like, you, 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 you. So uh, he's definitely showing up in the series. Um, yeah. I'm loving that it's a slow build up to his appearance because I think that's how it should be. Um, yeah. But yeah, when we finally get him, it's going to be amazing. And I love that he keeps calling out for him and he doesn't get, he's not getting an answer just yet. Yeah. Uh, but when he does get it, it's going to be everything. So, uh, any I thoughts think, on I that? think we'll get it next week because Ooh. I think that in like Obi-Wan's darkest moment after, you know, getting literally burnt alive by Vader, I think that's when he'll finally step in and, you know, give him some, some uh, much needed wisdom. But yeah, can't wait to see Liam Neeson back. I mean, the, the secret's up. We all know he's, <laughs> he's going to be in this series. Everyone read through what he said a few months ago. Um, but yeah, something I want to shout out before we wrap up. John Williams, the, the Obi-Wan theme is fantastic. I had yep. it on repeat this morning. I was just listening to it. So good. We actually saw it performed live by John Williams for the first time ever. We're um, part of history here. Yeah, which was, history. which was awesome. So it's that that theme will always uh, you know, hold a special place in mind in yours heart. But I'm, it actually sounds so good. Every time uh, the credits come, I just let them roll so I can yep. hear that theme. But um, yeah, that uh that that's pretty much wraps us up. We'll uh go uh hopefully everything will smooth out. I, I shouldn't have my hands back on my webcam soon. Next episode I definitely won't be in a hotel lobby. I don't think I'll be doing any more hotel lobby episodes. <laughs> um but uh yeah appreciate you guys sticking with us through this. We've we've got so much to talk about. Um a lot coming soon. Stay tuned. Um but yeah uh, make sure yeah like comment all that stuff. Um, Mike, where where can people find you at the socials? If I'm not drinking blue milk at Galaxy's Edge, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually you can find me all underscore Star Wars on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, we have a lot of celebration coverage coming up and uh, Galaxy's Edge coverage as well. And yeah, just stay tuned. 
absolutely so so much stuff with mike and i have had the craziest week ever so can't wait to tell everyone about what happened it was it was yeah it was crazy but yeah find me at stars underscore exchange or on twitter at the sw exchange follow um the podcast account on instagram most importantly um, at at 200 the, yeah exactly at the sw exchange go check it out amari that's mike may the force be with you we'll see you next week for part four of obi-wan but probably before then but uh yeah may the force be with you see you later adios